Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is a podcast that is inspirational based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, that takes the listeners through the year with empowering conversations. Starting from January and Carpe Diem sees the day to December, awe-inspiring magic and miracles. Time to sit back and relax as these extraordinary people, my guests, share their wisdom so that you too can elevate your life. It's time to discover more bliss, get intentional, and start to transform your dreams into reality. It's time to come alive because the world needs more people who wake up and come alive to the possibilities for their own life. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to welcome all of you to today's Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. And today we have a very special guest, Cesar Cervantes. So episode 97, I am heading toward 100 and I can't even believe it. It looks like (laughs) such a beautiful past and this is a great present and I can't wait to see the future. This is a wonderful welcoming of July once again, fabulous freedom. It's time to speak your truth and no better guest to help you do it. The show is about transformation, dreams, inspiration, true happiness, discovering bliss. You are always just a conversation away from extraordinary time to wake up to possibility and aligning from that wonderful place of a universe packed with magic and miracles. And with that, Cesar Cervantes, how are you today, my friend? (laughs) I'm fantastic. What a wonderful intro. Thanks so much for having me, Meg. Oh my God. I, you know, we met at the Wahatso, um, the World Organization of Happiness Studies uh, convention conference in Miami back in March of this year. And the conversation just started and it didn't end. And I was like, I have to get you on here so you can share your magic with others because you have so much to offer as well as such a beautiful service to help other people find their way when it comes to presenting and speaking their truth on stage. And we'll talk more about that, but more light on you. But before we do that, this is a very intentional show, as everyone knows. Once again, this is our theme today. Episode 97 is Break Out of the Cage. I love that. Anytime you're in a cage, nobody wants to be there. Let's all break out together. And further, we get intention about what it is that we want to bring out today in this episode. So I always say go to Magical Guide to Bliss. This is a show that is, in fact, based on the Magical Guide to Bliss. And one of those wonderful, wonderful pages of insights, pick a number. And at the end of the show, we'll see whether that number matches your specific intention. We all know the drill by now, 97 in. So excited. And I get to introduce Caesar now. So starting at the age of 19, Caesar was a stand-up comedian and actor featured on Comedy Central and the Hollywood films. But after more than a decade of laughs, he realized he wanted to connect on a deeper level with his audience. He found that nothing gave him greater joy than helping others get to the stage of their dreams. That's very exciting. Now as a public speaking coach, he helps people deliver this message on the TEDx stage at work or big events. You can watch all three of his TEDx talks featured on the TED platform. And we get him this afternoon to talk to all of us about his journey and how he's manifested his wonderful magic today. So without further ado, Caesar, where are you in this world today? What's going on with you? I have uh, recently landed in Houston, Texas. And so that's home now. Um, I grew up in, in Texas, so it's, it's a homecoming for us and, um, we got family here. It's, it's, it's the phase of life that we're in. So despite the, the heat and the humidity, it's exactly where we should be. I love it. The heat and humidity of summer. I mean, what are you going to, what do we expect in the middle of July, right? In Texas and Florida for gosh sakes. Oh, it's terrible. But yes, but yeah, you found yourself there is that's where you actually um, were raised. You grew up there, correct? In Texas. I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. And then I spent time in San Antonio and Austin and Dallas um, before kind of leaving. And I've, I've lived in Boston, London, LA, all, all kinds of places. And and here we are back, back and then, home. 
And yet you go right back home again. I love it. I I said the same thing many years of my life, you know, spent searching for myself away from where I grew up and I'm back to, to my roots, which I always love that we always find our way exactly where we need to go. And certainly um, you and your beautiful family are starting there in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, I love this. I love this theme and I always generally do. And it always somehow synchronistically matches the guests that I pick for the day. Um, and this wasn't set for today. This was another date we were supposed to do this, but it's here today that this actual theme really matches up what you do for a living, what you do, your purpose, your, it's not really a living. It's what your passion is about. And actually speaking to you before this, it's clear. It comes out, you know, bright and shiny and true. And the theme today is break out of the cage and the insight or the actual quote, first and foremost, the first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be a captive of the environment in which you first find yourself. That's Mark Kane, American writer. I was reading that. I was like, my God, that's so on point for me today. And it goes to this. Your actions and choices today have a direct impact on your tomorrow. You can refuse to stay wherever you find yourself here and now if it's not for you. You are not trapped in any kind of environment. It's time to shift your perspective from life happening to you to how will you take the steps to make your dreams come true. It's time to break out of the cage and start to feel the freedom of choice pushing you along. Then get ready to march mm -hmm. to an incredible or to the beat of an incredible new song or TEDx presentation in your case. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm in love with 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 transformation. And I think the, you know, what makes a TED Talk beautiful is that the purpose of it is to, to move us from what is to what could be. And at any point in our life, we are, you know, contemplating some something that is and something that could be. And what I've discovered that that in the space of from what is to what could be is where transformation lies. And that's what I'm in love with. That's what I help people do both for themselves personally as they're discovering kind of their message, but then also how to give it to others in a way that's communicated clearly and concisely. I mean, TEDx has such a big, you know, meaning and impetus for so many people. They're like, when they get like, stamped with that, you did that. Mm -hmm. what, you know, that's, it's just so fascinating, you know, when people, you know, come out of that, you know, it's really an experience. It's kind of like, for me, it felt like when I did mine, I was after, it felt like, you know, you got over a hurdle because that fear of yeah. speaking, you knew you have to run past it to be up there. And in that, on that little red, you know, circle with those mm -hmm. big letters behind you and knowing that you did the work to get you where you were then and there. How did you come to this on your journey? I mean, yeah. stand-up comedian on mm -hmm. Comedy Central. You know, I it's not such a huge, you know, jump, leap of faith, but it definitely started a lot differently than what you're doing right now, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, one of my first dreams was um, to make a, a career, a living out of being a comedian. And I found out very early in life that, um, you know, connecting with people, from a stage was something that I gravitated towards. And I remember, you know, even from a very young age, my parents put me in um, like theater camps and stuff because mm -hmm. they were like, look, um, we don't have enough stage for you here. <laughs> you need to, you need to figure this out. And then from there, I ended up doing like commercials, like local and regional commercials. I don't even know how this happened, but clearly others were seeing that there was um, a thing about me that like that loved to connect with people yeah. in a performative way. And I think that essentially grew into me really wanting to just make people laugh for whatever reason. You know, when I was in theater in high school, I'd get some role or something and I'd figure out how to how to make it funny, even if it wasn't intended oh, to be that. funny. That's awesome. um, so from there, then it was open mics. And in college, I started getting paid to to do stand up. And I was traveling, I was touring actually all over the world in USO tours, MWR military um, tours. Um, and it was a dream come true, truly. I, I, I moved to LA later, was acting. And for whatever reason, I felt like the medium of of comedy was was limiting at some point, and I I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to really connect more with my audience, and so let me tell you how it shifted. So, I I I would always get the question, okay, how how do I you know start doing stand up? And and that was the most common question that I get, or they'd say something like, 
oh, you know, I've always wanted to try it or I just don't know where to start. It's, it's such a scary thing. So what I did was I started teaching uh, a class because I felt like I had a natural teacher coach kind of thing uh, about me. And I thought people would be coming to the class because they wanted to become stand-up comedians. But actually what I found was that they had either a message to say or a fear to conquer, something to overcome. And this became the first idea for a TED Talk. And and I, I just had a dream of doing a TED Talk. I had this goal for myself. And now finally I had kind of my big idea, which was to combine humor with transformation, with growth, with leadership. Okay, so I'm going to perhaps embarrass you, but it was online. So this is you. I'm not <laughs> sure it was your first one or your second one or your third one. I want to say welcome to Bess as well. Thank you for joining us. This is definitely one of them. It yeah. kind of looks like you're a magician on the stage. Like, <laughs> welcome. Because they always say, yeah, use your hands. I said, if you weren't, if you, I know that you're Latin, but if you weren't, I would say this man's <laughs> definitely Italian. He's got the whole, <laughs> the, the manifestation hands, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, tell me, when, well, which one was this actually? I'm curious. This was my first talk. This was the the one I was just telling you about. And the organizer also happened to be a photographer and he got some really beautiful shots. And uh, yeah, I love this one too. It does look like I'm, I'm about to, I don't know, manifest some kind of uh, energy fireball of some kind. <laughs> like whoa i was like wow it's captured but it's really like imagine though you know i always said as a lawyer you know or someone who was prosecuting all the time your body will speak volumes perhaps of maybe what not is what's not coming out of your mouth you know Mm -hmm. but it's the other element of using and you know a lot of people on ted they say the body is really important too in the whole presentation and we can get into that later but here it just seems like you're ready you're so excited you want the audience to welcome this and I love how it's all about for you using humor and the message because mm-hmm. I mean humor can break so many barriers you know mm-hmm. people trust when you when they laugh and they share a laugh with you there's a trust that's being shared as well so mm-hmm. going back I, you know I want to ask you because it came up when the initial when you're introducing all of all of your 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 journey you know you said you were at the you were involved in USO and military mm-hmm. tours so you did the comedy circuit on on that or was that something that came out of you know That's your beginning right. up and go ahead please tell us a little bit more about that i love that that's so interesting yeah so essentially there are military bases all over the world right and you know especially in times of conflict there are there's even more presence there and and there are these organizations like USO and MWR they're actually private organizations but exclusively sort of contract with the military okay. to provide entertainment or other kind of you know just ways to connect and um and it's one of the most rewarding things cuz you know we'll go out there and we'll do maybe three shows in a day and and fly in a Blackhawk from like FOB to FOB. Yeah. And it'll be like, you know, we'll do something in the morning at lunch and then an evening show. And I don't know if you've ever, of course you haven't, but, you know, performing in front of people in the morning in the mess hall is not the easiest gig in the world, but they are so, so grateful that you're there and that yeah. you're bringing some, you know, some levity to to their lives and, and bringing a little bit of home um, to them as well. Wow. I, I, I love that. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really kind of fascinating uh, when you are, you do have that privilege to stand on a stage in front of people, you know, and they're desperate for something. And, and it's that service, that complete, you know, contract that you have with, you know, providing a service. And you know that when you show up, they're going, you can't hide, you can't hide, you know, schlocky behavior or schlocky presentation. You just can't because mm-hmm. it'll just fall apart and you'll lose them and you'll lose the audience. And you're like, but it, you know, they, you weren't worthy at that point because you didn't show up with the intention, but literally in this picture, I can tell, look at your face, you're smiling. It's all sorts of, you know, just good feeling energy that's coming out of that. So tell me from this one until the last one that you did, tell me how, what was the trajectory? What was that transformational process? Did you see a difference in you as you went along? Oh yeah. I mean, there's, you, you know, what I tell folks as we're going through and they're, um, 
my clients and when they're getting coaching a lot of especially your the first talk that you'll do or or if you're not sent kind of like a seasoned um uh, public speaker uh, so much of it uh, is about personal growth mm. because you know our, our our idea ultimately has to be communicated in a way that we're both like confident uh, in it, but also that it's clear and that others can experience transformation from it. And that's the goal. And so at some point we have to, we have to relieve ourselves uh, of, of kind of the ego of being too much in it. And I, that's, that can be the thing is that we're too attached to it and we forget what we're trying to give. And so, yeah, certainly from that first one, I learned a ton. And, and I want to say that it's such a difficult process that, you know, sometimes folks just say, you know, I'm out. And and I certainly had that, um, you know, moment where I was like, I just don't know. I just don't know if I'm in love with this talk. I don't know. It doesn't feel ready. Um, and the best thing I did was push through and and then share it because you can't really fully learn until you complete and share the thing. Mm -hmm. And there were a ton of things that I would have done differently, but ultimately, like I look back on it and I, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I was like, I was too hard on myself and people um, are benefiting from it. So let's do another one and let's, let's keep growing in that. And so, yeah, there were, there were multiple things that, that I changed in my second and, and third one as, as I moved forward, they were more about, they were more focused on the giving. So which one is your favorite one out of all three? I love to ask. I know it's kind of like, which was your good, you know, <laughs> you're like. Um, I think probably the second one is my favorite. Um, but the third one I, I felt the most confident about in my delivery. Um, and so they're different. But the second one is about how to use humor in your public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I, I love it as a tool. And, and I think that. I feel like I'm giving the most in that one. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to include this in the links below so you guys can take a look at his TEDx talks because they're all great. They are all great. And I oh, love you. you can, you know, is is definitely when you watch them, you can see a whole different, you know, Caesar show up. And, and, and <laughs> Like kind of you build, and it's, you know, it's funny because you know it's kind of like you know some people are like you know I tanked and it's over for me like the life. It's like, no, the reality is is that you you faced your fear. So I yes. you know I love I love the point when you ask the people because you've worked with so many people right now to help yes. them deliver to not only help them deliver but actually get them, which is a whole other process in and Indeed. of itself, you know, the whole pitching and the whole, how do you, how do you engage the, the TEDx, you know, crew, whoever you're pitching to as to your idea worth spreading. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, specifically, and I love, you know, questions around what inspires those who are inspirational and I, and you are definitely inspirational. I, I like to say that I, I'm lucky enough that I, 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 I gather my, my, my little lights as I go through the world. And I met you when I met you, I was like, Oh, this mm. guy's awesome. And we like could talk for hours. <laughs> but you know, one of the things that I like to do is like, ask what inspires you and you came up with these quotes. And I love these and I'm going to read them out loud. And then you can tell us what that means to you. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you feel alive because what the world needs most is people who come alive. Mm. Boom. I mean, I've been saying this and saying this to myself. You're saying this to the world with what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, you know, certainly I, I never feel more alive than when I'm on stage. And, and I think that, you know, that's, that's what I feel like I'm able to give to others is the experience of not just being on stage in like sort of a, a frightened state, but to be able to be fully yourself and to give on stage. There's just nothing like it. Yeah. Um, never, never do I feel more more alive than than in this place. But I also think that, you know, the the quote itself is one of the first quotes I remember, I don't know, maybe I was 18 or 19 hearing it or some version of it and really falling in love with it as I was trying to figure out, you know, what to study, what to learn, how to find myself. And there's always this pull of like the, the practical world or the sensible thing to do or, um, <laughs> you know, what others are telling you. Right. Yeah. And and then there's this piece that's that's this piece of your heart that's saying, here's what here's what makes me come alive. Here's my flow state. Here's my 
here's where I know I'm, I'm me and I'm happy. And we just have to listen to that and we have to follow that. And it can be so difficult. Um, but that truly is where everything, you know, be, becomes aligned. I'm reminded of um, Jim Carrey when he gave that uh, speech, uh, that graduation speech. And he tells that story about his dad, if you remember. Wow. Yes. And his dad, you know, took a job and did a, you know, whatever and was miserable and then, you know, was let go. And and the message the message was from from Jim was that, you know, we can fail at the things that we don't want. So yeah. we might as well do what we love. I love that. You know what? When I heard that and when actually he spoke that out into the world, you know, mm -hmm. his father wanted to be a comedian too. And, mm -hmm. you know, he wanted to, clearly they, they must tell jokes in their home because the, the <laughs> way in which, you know, they deliver is so at ease and comfortable. And the, the whole, you know, the whole experience, you can tell the guy must have had it around him when yeah. he was growing up. But what you just said was so important because a lot of people out there are like, if only I could, if only, if, if only, mm -hmm. if only, if only, and they don't give them themselves the permission to do there if only that that one thing that you know that they're like you know it like lights their fire makes them come alive like you're saying not only do you do that but you also help and engage others to stand in that power because it is power when you're when you're like you know you're shining a little brighter it's power you're you're there you're in that moment that energy is all around you whether it's a nice. writer speaker so one of the things i wanted to ask you is are you would you label yourself as an introvert or an extrovert in that sense? You know, is that because some people say yeah. when they're up on stage, they're introverts, but yet they're up there doing this thing. And you're just like, but in person, I know that I personally, you know, yeah. I, I don't find a wall that I couldn't talk to you. But I know with regard, I always ask the question because you never know. Yeah, I I'm I've been an extrovert my whole life for sure. Uh, but I think that, you know, as I. I, I also what I've discovered is that I need quiet time and I mm. and my capacity to be social is very big, but um, it also um, needs to be there needs to be time that I set aside where there's there's silence. Um, yeah. And uh, I've recognized that need more and more in my life as I get older. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm a social being for sure. So I have two questions around that. Do you have like a ritual that you do before mm -hmm. you get on stage? Because you're not just a TEDx speaker. You speak on many different platforms. Yes. They're like something that you do to bring yourself to a place where that, you know, delivery is there yes. that, you know, it's going to go ahead, please. If you want, don't mind sharing with us, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I do think it depends on the stage that you're going to get on and, and this is going to be different for different folks. But what I find is that I, I, I over prepare, right? Okay. And so I, I I own the material and the and the topic um, so well that I don't feel confined by what I'm about to say or present. And I think that's really important because um, anything could happen. And these are these are this is what I've discovered through my roots of stand up is that and sometimes the best things are things that you don't plan. So the more prepared you are, the more you're able to go with that and shift to that. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I would say is, is, is that preparation. Um, the other is, is kind of what I just mentioned is that like, how are you able to, to bring yourself to that moment? Because I just think what we're all seeking is an authentic, you know, connection with other people. And so the more that we feel like it's, um, manufactured or something that we could have, you know, listened to rather than been there, you know, live. I mean, what I want, no matter when I'm, no matter what I'm presenting is for that moment to only exist in that moment. So there's going to be something about what I do that is just for that audience. And yeah. so that's how that's, that's my approach. I, I you know back to your point when you were saying authentic connection with, with, 
those around you who shows up in your world i think honestly when you start from there you can never go wrong and and, and you know even i was in um i was in new york a couple of weeks ago with my daughter and they were teaching them how to show up in front of casting directors and they were hammering home that you need to show up authentically yourself and bring that to the role that to the audition that to the stage like you're saying yeah. and then it's you that's embodying that that you bring to the stage. So I want to ask you one of the things oh, Lee is saying it's the same in teaching. The more prepared you are, the better off you'll be when things go sideways. But I'm sure with you and having the humor <laughs> component, you're just like, oh, there it goes. And at least you can use that whole that whole thing yes. to kind of weave it into your to your act, so to speak. But that authentic will come through for sure. Um, I was going to ask you, do you work with introverts as well as extroverts? Of course. Yeah, no, actually, um, I would say that folks, often folks that are seeking support, um, you know, feel like they need some coaching around that because maybe it doesn't come um, naturally. And I don't think of public speaking as an extrovert introvert act. I think of it as um, something that we all do and need to master um, mm -hmm. for for success, for enjoyment, and and I think even more so if it doesn't come naturally. What you want to do is feel confident in in what you're doing when it when it comes time to to have to speak publicly. Um, and there's you know it depends on what folks struggle with, but. You know, sometimes people really like, you know, the organization and knowing, you know, how they're going to go from point A to point B, right? That's one of the pieces of it. Other times folks are really uh, can can have some anxiety just about uh, what, how they're delivering it and how it's being received. And I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, which is that starting from the place of focusing on what you're giving is a way to kind of uh, alleviate some of that anxiety because it as it isn't actually about you, right? Mm -hmm. When, when you're speaking, true. you're speaking for a particular purpose for people to gain something. So actually, from an introvert perspective, it's kind of about removing yourself from it. And folks can, I think, as introverts, you know, connect with that. That's a wonderful point that you're making because I, I interview a lot of authors and a lot of authors are very comfortable writing the books, right? Mm -hmm. They're comfortable sitting in their, their little, you know, altar, you know, and, and putting their, you know, genius on the page when it, when it comes to interviewing them to get out into the world, to say, you know, to talk and, and throw a light on their book. That's a beautiful perspective. It's not about you. It's about what you're speaking about. It's mm -hmm. about talking about your book and what your experience is with regard to that book. So I love that you said that. And then moving on to these wonderful quotes. I love this. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mark Twain, tell us about this one. <laughs> well, oh my goodness. I just think um, so much of, you know, the, the coaching world is really helping people get started and no, and you're always getting started right and because <laughs> there's there's always something next um after you you get started but i think yeah. that we sometimes we'll sign up for a program or get some coaching or take a course or whatever and then we feel like oh, okay well i've solved that problem um yeah. because at least i you know clicked the thing <laughs> but but then there's the next thing. And so it's this process of just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other. And it's so um, it's just so huge that you keep showing up and that you keep making progress. And where we where we so often get stuck is like there's a bunch of choices in front of us and that we think that that it's going to make this massive difference. Like if we choose here, then there's, you know, it might take us a completely different way. So then it paralyzes us. Yeah. So what I'm focusing on always is like, what's the thing that's going to get me to move? Um, mm, and, and to eliminate this idea that I can't course correct somehow. Um, because actually that that's, that's the purpose of moving forward is to know what the next step is. And yeah. anyway, that's, that's where I'm coming from on this one. 
But I, you know, I like it because I'm reading this book on marketing and it says, you don't want to think about doing better. You want to think about starting from zero and doing different. Like people are always looking for something to innovate them, you know, to transform them in a different way. And if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you're just like, well, where's that, you know, up leveling or not even up leveling. Where's that enlightenment? I think that, you know, that whole of what we're here to do is just to learn, 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 learn as much as we can, of course, with little breaks because I am like the focus crazy person with squirrel is like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. I'm like looking all mm -hmm. around. That's hard for me to, to get, maybe it's a little ADHD. I have no idea. But, you know, Suzanne's saying with regard to the whole introvert and solitude with regard to writing, that's true that they, she likes silence and solitude, but, but we, there's always a getting started perhaps, you know, with regard to everyone learning about what you're doing behind those desks, you know, with that beautiful, you know, book that you're writing, what you have to get out there and you have to let people know about it. So, yeah. you know, the whole thing, is that balance too i think that you're speaking to as well which i really am not a skilled professional on but i'm getting there and i learn every day and <laughs> yes oh my god and like my my brother coco is on the on the line so from colombia yay oh. welcome welcome so the next one we have and i love this because here we get to the speech and that's the whole speak your truth speech is power speech is to persuade convert and to compel Ralph Waldo Emerson. I love that we're bringing the greats to the stage here today. So tell me about this. Yes. Well, you know, communication, you, you know, we're, we're one conversation away from, from anything that, that, that we want, that we want to give, that we want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the power of being able to communicate something well, um, it, is all that it makes all the difference. And so I think that, you know, we use words like persuade, convert, yeah. compel. Um, but I also think that really what it's about is, is it, is it's about allowing somebody to see what could be, mm. um, and inviting, inviting that. them in, you know, oh, I love that. And, and if we, you know, if we, if we see it, if we see it that way, uh, then these things sort of happen, persuasion, con conversion, you know, we, we compel, but it's really to me about opening up a, a, a new possibilities, a new world, and then inviting people into it. I love that. And there's a different energy, you know, and there's a different energy there when you're trying to push, you know, into like push something at somebody. Mm -hmm. Or there's another way to just use your words that are so easily accessible to you that you feel comfortable and that you know that wisdom has given you the message that feels the best authentic in your skin. And then what comes from that place? I, I you know, that's, it's so funny because I was going to ask you back at the outset of the interview, you know, as far as the comedic routines that you've had in the past, was there one point in time where you're like, ah, oh, now this, now this, I mean, you know, your parents were saying, <laughs> oh yeah, he needs a bigger stage, but then you had to to become that person on the stage that you always thought or knew you were. Was yeah. there a moment in time that that happened that you just remember back? And I was like, ah, oh, greatest moment ever. And that was just like, from there, it was all, you know. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, in, in standup, there's a lot of moments that way because you're creating something on the spot and everything that you did before has led to that moment. And yeah, and I, I was really into, like I said, I, I like to create moments where it's just for that audience. But I guess, um, you know, there, there were there were some moments where I would close the show, and I would I would do a song with an audience member, and I would sing with them, and I would create something um, oh, on awesome. stage. Yeah, and so it was truly just you know what we had learned through the time that we had been there. So if I was doing like 45 minutes of material, well, I'd learn some things about the people in front of me, you know, and then I'd pull somebody up on stage and we'd sing a song and we kind of bring it all back together. And I can't tell you like exactly how I did all that every time that I did it, but it, it felt magical every time. And it felt really special to those people that were there. And I think when it worked, um, there was transformation. There was like, we really connected here today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I got to the point, I'd probably been doing stand up 10 years or more when I got to the point where I really felt like I could do that every time. Um, it was kind of like, oh, wow, there, you know, I, I love this. I love this. Oh, that's so, 
So you actually had them come on stage and you made up a song yeah. everything yeah. that you said and you had no idea what you were going to sing? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, just I had no idea. It was like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd play the same three chords. I'd play guitar a little bit and then I'd bring somebody up and they would play a harmonica with me um, because anybody can play a harmonica. And, uh, you know, I'd ask them some questions and I'd make fun of them. And then I would also bring in, you know, the things that we had learned about people that were there um, before. And, oh and yeah, and we just we create a moment together. Oh, my God. You know, I, I've often thought that, especially at these kind of shows where you have I mean, that privilege once again to deliver them entertainment, that, you know, people want to feel special. So not necessarily be the the person that you're going to pick on the yeah. whole time, but some way that their story kind of comes to play a role yeah. in this bigger picture. And I love that you did that. That's amazing. Yeah. Is there any footage that we can go look to or was <laughs> this not taped at the time? It was um, like no, I, I, maybe I could dig up some stuff, but nothing living on the internet. I think, you know, I think what makes those moments so special, really, I think comedy at its, um, at, at its best can be a couple of things. One, it can be a catharsis, right? So it can move us, um, you know, past something or help us make understanding of something or bring us together. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I mean, it can do a lot of things, but it, the, the other most important for me is that it celebrates and normalizes uh, failure. And it, it's, it's a celebration of failure, in fact. And in, in a world where everything awesome. is, is so like uh, critical, and that we're, you know, we're publicly shaming each other and you name it, right? Yeah. There's an element of, of humor that says, no, that's what bonds us is our, all of our imperfections and we are all imperfect. Oh, I, I think that's a fantastic way of, of looking at that, you know, through the eyes of a seasoned comedian, stand-up comic, you know, the fact is there's celebration and the humor and the laughter is the best medicine anyway. So we're looking to heal now. I mean, the transformation that is being called forth from all of us is to heal from a lot of those things that, you know, people are are wallowing in the divisive the divisiveness of the world, but yet you're 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 allowing you know this opportunity to come to the table where we can laugh at those things you know when we fall mm -hmm. flat on our face or you just stare off into the sunset and you're wondering is she going to speak or is he going to speak and you're just like well actually I'm having an anxiety attack and that's that but you know the bottom line is that you find the humor in that and the reality that you said is that we're all imperfect at many many different ways shapes are formed, but we're all striving to become the best us, you and me, that we can be. So I, I bring us to this. And I love, oh my God, Rumi, I'm so glad. I knew I loved you from the beginning, but I know bringing a Rumi quote, I, I, you know, it's for me, it's like this whole eye-opening thing. I just love Rumi. You're not a drop in the ocean. You're the entire ocean in a drop. My God, mind blown. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is, I think, the, so there's a difference between looking for a connection and realizing connection, right? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we can always be looking for the, um, the fix, the tool, um, but it, it's already within us, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's, a, it's about a, being in a conscious state of um, knowing that we are connected and that there are things that are disconnecting us, but that connection is always available to us. Right. So yeah, this to me says, um, it, it just, yeah, it's, it's about, it, 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 it came to actually, there's a, another Buddhist kind of saying about this too, about being a wave and oh. that, you know, we're a wave in the ocean and we're alive for a little while and then we return to the ocean. Um, and this is the universe, isn't it? Um, this is this is what it is to be alive. You know, that is kind of so simply stated, but yet at the same time, so incredibly overwhelmingly powerful. You know, the whole idea that, you know, you are the entire ocean and a drop. All of us who come to the table, you know, we have so much to offer each other. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is whether or not you're going to allow 
that or not answer yes to the opportunities or not. And, you know, certainly, you know, going back to your whole world, you know, starting off, you know, as, you know, this little kid who just, you knew you, you knew who you were, you knew where you wanted to play, you know, and, and, and you show up all the time like that, you know, that is who you come to the table with. That is who you, that is your beautiful entire ocean. And that drop that is shared certainly with everyone that you, you know, your paths cross and the whole idea that, you know, this whole component of transformation that you, like, I can see when you say it, you alight. So tell me a little bit more about that, because I, you know, a lot of people say things like that and they don't know what they're saying or they feel like, you know, they want to bring about change, but transformation is so different. You know, tell me a little bit about what that means to you, because I think it really is something that to share with everyone today on this mm -hmm. Monday, you know, might be that thing that they need to hear. Yeah. Well, transformation uh, is an inside job, right? And I think yeah. that the, uh, that, that I think is the first, the first thing that I would say is that I was once asked, um, um, you know, what I thought we needed to do um, to create, you know, more, um, inclusion and acceptance. And I, I, I think it's about radical introspectiveness, mm -hmm. introspection, um, because that's accessible to us at all times. And that's something that we have to be working on and that we are responsible for in, in our lives. Um, I also think because I love communication, yeah. that transformation can come in the form of being able to to move people from what is to what could be and that there is a spark that we can create mm, um, for others and the i think the best way to do that uh personally is to use our voice and yeah a stage of some kind. Now, a stage doesn't have to be a physical stage. I mean, this is a stage right now, yeah. you know, this is a voice right now. And we find our people and um, we speak our truth and yeah. transformation is the result. I love that. Find your people and speak your truth. And with the element of, you know, taking into consideration that one of my favorite quotes is life is too important to be taken seriously, which is, you know, <laughs> something that I like, you know, keep reminding myself when I'm sitting on the floor or in the closet, like hysterically crying because I'm just like, what am I doing? La, la, la. But, you know, yes, it's too important to be taken so seriously. Lay off a little, you know, stop the naysaying, stop the saboteur. What is it that at that point in time you can shift it to bring a more humoristic approach into your life? And I know, but talking, I say I have a comedian in my midst, so I always, <laughs> you know, those tools that you know help you manifest in the voice that you want to manifest and show up in. So, so give us a little bit of uh, tools that we could use, perhaps yeah. um, in our own lives. Well, I think that's a great question because you know, using humor isn't. Uh, uh, all about being a stand-up comedian, right? It's, it's. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that that we can use at work, we can use interpersonally, and also it can be used for harm, right? And so we have oh. to be cautious <laughs> yes. about about the way in which we're we're using it. And so I guess what I would where I would start is to say that, um, you know, in humor, there there can feel it can feel like there's a need for there to be like a um, a target that is, you know, creating division, but it doesn't always have to be that thing where it's like us against them, or this thing is greater than another. For example, I mean, we could participate in play or improv. And what the root of humor is, is surprise. Ah, yes. And so if you can find benign ways to create surprise in your life, um, you know, with, of course, you, you know, we don't want to terrify anybody, but, <laughs> but, you know, little moments of surprise is really how I, I, I tell people to, to start, like, and especially if it's like a work thing where you're like worried, like, oh, I don't know how people are going to take this or whatever. Yeah. 
but there there there's play that creates surprise like you know improv there are moments like where you can just do something special for someone that's a surprise that you know the difference between like laughter and and joy and smiling or a tear from joy like i mean they're kind of they're all intersecting so really that's that's where I tell people to start. Create a little benign surprise. Little benign surprise. So today I have a no. I'm just kidding. I, I, do, not, <laughs> I do not. I do not. Oh, and your your teacher from your child's child. <laughs> come and play. No, I wouldn't do that to you anyway. But bottom line is, I don't think I would know how to find your teacher from your childhood. And I'm not that crazy soccer. So anyway, that that being said, <laughs> but you know, I you know, I, I one of the things that I love to do is my vision to bring an extraordinary person to everyone, and I obviously find you to be extraordinary certainly what you've done and and okay. i follow you on your in your group on tet with your tedx you know tedx groups on facebook which will definitely um give more information to everyone so that they can get involved if they want to find you um but you know one of the things in the spirit of learning you know i'm always like i want to learn more so i will teach what i learn but sometimes you know you know i have only a small bandwidth because of that whole, you know, like you said before, the so many things coming at you, where do you focus? Where do you put your attention? Where do you, you know, mm -hmm. where do you, you know, kind of garner that, you know, laser focus? So tell me a bit about how you use this TEDx community that you're building to help you inspire more people to come to the stage. Mm -hmm. and share their voice in this, you know, this community that, that's really beautiful that, that you started. Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, the community, I, I have to give credit to the community because, you know, what, what I do is I show up and, and I, I give um, in the way that I know that I can give. And then that feeds other people to tell other people, right? My, you know, my whole thing is that when people experience transformation, we can't help but share it yeah. because it's rare in life. And um, giving that to people is is my focus. And then it spreads on its own. So I don't actually have to do much more except focus on the person who's there and who's ready to receive. Yeah. And and again, I think because the, the TED stage is about sharing big ideas, sharing something that you want to, to spread, it's sort of the same thing. Right. So by me helping people achieve transfer transformation towards this goal of giving transformation to other people. Yeah. <laughs> it can only spread like that's just the nature of it. So. Um, does that, I, I don't know if I totally answered. No, it's question. great. But it also is like, think about it. You're spreading good things. You're, you're spreading things that are making a difference in the world. And I sit there and I, and, and I, I hear you say, you know, I, you know, these big ideas that are making a difference mm -hmm. in the world. Well, what if someone says, well, what, what ideas do I have? Like, what am I going to do to make a difference? Like, but I want to do that. I, mm -hmm. I, I want to share my voice. I want to share my experience, but yet, you know, it's such a fine tuned I would say a little bit of a beast, you know, where mm -hmm. you, you know, you have to like garner it and then you just like, till it comes to light, we your hands again, you know, the whole idea <laughs> about, you know, this magical, you know, un unfolding, but it takes time in the steps. So, you know, yeah. what would you say to someone who has got that little spark and they're like, I want to do that. That's yeah. exciting to me. What would you say to them? Well, it's, it, it absolutely starts with the idea and the idea really for at least for the TED stage, if you have something to give, it's both, it both starts in the niche, which is what do you know? What have you experienced? What is your expertise, so to speak? Yeah. Um, and, and then also what about it can be universalized, oh. meaning this niche thing that you want to give, what does it say about the human experience? Mm, I love that. Because the big idea, uh, a big idea is really something that we can all connect with, all say like, oh, we can participate in this. I can gain something and give something from this. And that's the nugget. Um, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to tell you my personal story. It's not yeah. just like, this is a cool thing that I know that I want to teach you. It really is. It really is about bringing the human beings together. So, so, you know, 
this human beings together. I like this. Let's go with that because I think that right now everyone's like a lot apart. They think about how do you get together? And how do you get together with people that you actually think that you might not like or can mm -hmm. detect at one point? How do we like start, you know, bridging that gap? Like kind yeah. of building the bridges, so to speak, metaphorically, you know? How do we like and how do you, because this is where your extraordinary comes to into focus, really, is how do you offer that space and get that word out there that this is something that you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first, you know, the first question of like, how do we, how do we do this? I mean, I think we're, we're really, we're trying to figure it out, but I think, um, you know, part, part of it is that we, we are communicating more and more in ways that only speak to a certain audience. Mm -hmm. um, and, and intentionally doing that and intentionally dividing each other up by certain beliefs. Right. Yeah. And I do think Ted does a better job of saying, this is about the human experience. This is about something that we can all um, attach to, but also it, it includes, it, you know, good science, um, good information share. Yeah. So there's some guidelines and some rules yeah. about you know responsibly communicating and and I, I think we we can all learn more about that you know yeah. in the world i don't think it would be a bad thing ever <laughs> to learn how to responsibly yeah. communicate yeah. for sure that's that's a really wonderful yeah. point um, yeah so through my and, and through my facebook group essentially is where i invite people in and and kind of spread the word about what we're doing to develop ideas and to get folks ready for the stage and, and to get selected and then finally to develop a talk that isn't just some talk, but also resonates um, with, with our audience. And so oh that, that's what we're doing. That's amazing. And, and the fact of the matter is you've been doing this for how long now? This has been something that's... Yeah, I am. Well, it's, it's been almost five years um, that I've been, been, been at just the TED part of this. So yes. yeah, it's been, it's been running a little bit now. And you've been mentoring as well. You offer that yeah. component as well. The whole one-on-one -on -one outside of the the TEDx community that you founded on Facebook, correct? I do. Yeah, I I I help uh, TEDx sites as well. I'm a speaker coach for for multiple TEDx sites, and I'm just always trying to find ways to give to the community and and create better messages, um, create better speakers, and ultimately help people grow in this experience as well. And the thing I liked really about you is that manifesting, we were talking about it for hours, like literally hours and hours and hours and hours <laughs> that you're a big manifester. You just are. And and the reality is, is that these have, this has allowed you to bring in some wonderful experience into your life. And I like, you know, manifesting with Meg. Well, what does that mean? Well, I always say, how do I tap into your brain so that I can get a little of that magic to bring into my life? Because like you said, that the whole offering and the sharing and the generosity yeah. of spirit, we give back to each other, we give and we also receive, which I think is really an important component. So what do you think is the one thing in your life that allows you to manifest all these wonderful things, mm -hmm. you know, back to Texas, your beautiful family, your wonderful career, wow. all of that? Well, I'm going to start with my mantra for the year that has, I mean, just, I, I had no idea the, the change and transformation that would happen in the last seven months. Um, yeah. But I started the year with, so I love journaling. First of all, like, you know, yeah. I think we all experience a little anxiety, a little tension from time to time, maybe a lot. And journaling for me was a way to kind of channel and to make sense of why I was feeling the way that I was. And, and you know, as as a man, we don't we have like basically three feelings that we learn <laughs> to say, which is like actually maybe even two. I think we're, we're allowed to be mad. We're allowed to be happy. Um, and that was kind of like, you, you know, that's limiting. So then when you're feeling something, you don't process it very well. And journaling has helped me do that. So what I do is I start my journaling with the same mantra um, uh, for as long as I want, but for at least the year, I commit to the mantra. And my mantra this year was uh, go where the love is. <sighs> and yeah. And, and to, to me, what it has brought into my life. Oh my goodness. I mean, my child, my my family moving closer to to family, um, really just giving everything into this work that I'm doing to help people get on stage and communicate. And I mean, it's just it it's lit a fire like I just could not have anticipated. Um, 
and it's beautiful and I'm, I'm gonna get emotional if I keep talking about it but the other thing I will say is that I just I stopped I stopped doing some things that I thought I was supposed to be doing uh, like yeah. um <laughs> you know and it sounds really simple but like I used to worry about like oh, what you know what am I what am I wearing and what does that say about about me and like I just I don't know I I don't know and maybe I don't know where that came from probably when I was I wasn't allowed to like uh I I, I love wearing hats for example and I was just always told like eh, what are you you know that makes you look like this or like that but if you just give in to like who you are and what you're comfortable in and your own skin and like not only does that exude love that. you know this authenticity and allow you to be you but it also attracts exactly who you want to be working with and giving to yes so that that synergy can happen absolutely i absolutely agree with you and, and i and no one's going to tell frank sinatra that he couldn't wear hats by the way so you knew <laughs> that he was he was and bring it back if we need to because i think i love that look by the way um <laughs> I, I love those two points and you know one of the things at the outset of the interview today i asked you to set your intention and really um bring that and i always say with, with you especially i was like you know my intention was really you know to bring a little bit of a lightheartedness to this afternoon on a monday so everything mm -hmm. like you said just gets heavy and and we all you know, put so much pressure on ourselves and others. But, you know, I turn it to you since this is the interview of you. What is your intention today? And what number did you pick in the magical guide that would match that? Oh, goodness. Um, so I, I just randomly picked a number. Is that what I was not? Am I, that's no, right. Randomly, It's all about synchronicity. It's okay. never random to me. It's no coincidence. It's all set forth. You know, there's that, you know, you know. So my intention, as I've, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but my intention was really to um, give as much as I could, and uh, and whatever I was receiving, I would try to just give right back, right. And so that was the intention, um, and 127 was the number. Okay. So that's where I'm and at. Do you have the magical guide with you, or okay? I do. So, I have so it. So I always say, turn to the page 127 and read uh, with regard to what it does say as far as the insight and whatever part of that, you know, speaks to you that you want to share. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know if it's actually related. Maybe I totally misunderstood my homework. No, but... Generally, it does relate regardless of whether or not it may be <laughs> obvious. So it's the quote. Yeah. So it's the quote. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Gather all the courage you can muster and do the thing that calls to you. So that's your number 27? Yes, 127. So, so page 20, 127 for me, it's the page, is boldness be my friend. So It is, but it's at the it's at oh. the very bottom. Oh, perfect. Okay, go ahead. So gather all the, oh, you're, you're on, look at, see, there you go. I'm like telling you <laughs> what you're doing and you already know it. Yes, gather all the courage you can muster and do the thing that calls to you. I love that. So what does that say for you? What is that, how does that speak to you? Well, I, I think that, you know, in my intention to give, I really think that that's what I want. That's what I want to say is that it, it's got to come. It's got to come from you. It, and that's what's going to align with every whatever it is that you want to give. And there is a certain like courageousness and boldness about that, because that's not what the world tells us to do. Well, it's perfect, actually, because I saved your final inspirational quote till the end, because I just knew that this would always work out in the way. And that quote is, in fact, do the thing you fear most and the death of fear is certain, which <laughs> I think kind of goes right to what you just read, you know, get, yeah. you know, courage and and boldness. So tell me what that says to you. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, as long as we're challenging ourselves and as long as we're, you know, to be alive is to be um, moving. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we we have a little comfortability and then we push ourselves and it spikes and then it comes back down and we just keep yeah. doing that. Right. <laughs> and 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 if we're in that rhythm, then, then there's nothing there's nothing that, that that we're afraid of. There's nothing that that can conquer us. I like that. I love that. There's nothing as long as we're in that rhythm and that actually aligns to your flow. And what a wonderful way to end. I will say that I ask always one more thing from my my uh, my guest is the final inspiration. And, you know, I know that there's so much wisdom that you've already shared and there's so many gifts you've already given generously, of course. Um, 
what is that final inspiration that hits you right now that you want us to all take away when we think of you, Caesar? We say, wow, thank you for that. Mm. I would say, I, I would say go where the love is, y'all. Yeah. Go where the love is. I love that. And and go where the love is certainly makes you have this beautiful smile on your face. Certainly has brought a smile to mine today. And like I said before, I wanted to make sure that everyone knew where to in fact find you because I know where you are, but nobody else here does. So I would love for you to share, you know, the, you know, the places that they can go to contact you perhaps and get involved in your TEDx community. Um, perhaps, you know, see where you're going on what stage you're yeah. going next. Yeah. Well, I, I would say let's start with the Facebook group and and that's okay. where we should, we should gather. And then I communicate from, with folks from there. So it's just the Facebook um, backslash group groups backslash uh, speak TEDx. So that's S P A K, capital T E D X. Yeah, it. yeah, no capitals. Just yeah, that, that doesn't make a difference. Just speak TEDx, okay. uh, T E D X, and I will see you all in the group. Thanks so much for having me, Meg. Okay, and and one more thing, I I want to say, you know, thank you for coming today. I really appreciate this, and of course, you know, go find him on Facebook. I will put the links on the Facebook feed here, and you know, remember, we're all here to be deliberate creators of our life. And I would say, go where the love is, right to his final inspiration, dream big, and let us all raise the positive vibrations on this planet and continue to spread the love. Consider to spread what is that you want to say into this world. Time to manifest the life of your dreams. Wish you all bliss. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.